0: All in
1: all there was there's pretty good people,
0: great speakers. That's me, I'm the dick. Sorry about that. No, oh, you're fine. You son of a bitch. Unprofessional. <laughs> you know, I might as well have just rode a four wheeler through this session. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We have a a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise. I've seen The
1: Exorcist about 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every single
0: time I see it! (laughs) The government's out to get ya, NASA's out to get ya, the NSA's out to get ya.
2: Well opinions are like assholes, everybody has one.
3: Please ask
0: public not to shoot after recent Bigfoot
3: sighting. Discussion we've been having lately about Bob Lazar and what he did at Area 51.
1: We
0: ain't found shit. Open the gates. Open the gates. <laughs>
3: Start from the start.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should start from the fucking start. So um anyway, dude. Number one, kind of first. Uh, we were, yeah. Fucking sorry for your fucking house, by the way. God damn. Um, yeah, it was not cool.
3: Well,
2: when it was happening, I was like, "Is this the thing?" Because I had somebody a while ago be like, "So, have you had anything horrible happen to your house yet?" I'm like, "No, everything's been fine." I don't, I don't know. And then I'm like.
1: Oh my god, it's, it's happening.
2: gonna happen. It's happening. <laughs> I don't know what to do.
1: Is my house gonna fall down now? I don't know. Oh, dude. Fucking water is devastation. That's all I gotta say. Especially with older homes, dude. Oh, you're making me feel really well, really good. Well, no, it was good. fucking Oh, water is devastation. Oh, thank yeah. you, Shane. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's not really like your right house right. is a fucking Noah's Ark floating down the fucking. <laughs> you know, that's fine, but anyway. Um <laughs> So, Finn had a problem today, uh, but mainly I wanted to kind of roll into Welcome to Strange Uncles. You're hearing us kind of banter back and forth a little bit. Um, For those of you who have listened a couple episodes ago, uh, you recognize uh, John Finnegan. Hello. Who goes by Finn, and he was on an episode once or twice. Once, I believe. Once. And then um, there is this friend, Josh Stoll, which,
0: uh... Hi, nice to meet me. (laughs) Again. Uh, Yeah, I gotta go. See you later. (laughs) So, this
1: episode actually is kind of eclectic and it's kind of fucking fun because um, we are going to do some recaps. Uh, For those of you who listen, kind of follow on Twitter, follow on the website. Uh, I decided that I was going to take this fucking wild jump and go to a UFO festival here in Utah.
2: and what a ufo festival it was what a (laughs) wing ding
1: it was i will say so anyway we're kind of going to go into it the cool thing is i did manage to get some interviews um some small ones and, and some recorded clips so through this you'll hear that as we kind of drop what we want to do is god what's the word guys want to cover what's going on want to cover what the ufo festival was but it wasn't all sunshine. I guess no. There was, a,
0: there was a bit of rain like literally and figuratively a uh, fucking bit of
1: rain there was like a metric fuck ton of rain
0: yeah, yeah. monsoon Yeah, when you gotta hold your fucking ten
1: poles down I think <laughs> there's a problem so you know I think we want to do constructive criticism well that's just with the weather the weather can't get me so I just <laughs> fucking the weather all I want <laughs> and then everything else we can go from there oh yeah talk, 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 all, talk all the shit you
0: want on the weather <laughs> well I mean <laughs> yeah. it could have been a curse who knows? Oh, my God. We're going
1: to cover that. That's, that's <laughs> But we got to cover it. So, anyway, thanks, guys, number one, for taking your time. First and foremost, for those of, of you who don't know where this UFO Utah UFO Festival was, um, it was actually in Cedar City. So, what, about three and a half hours out of Salt Lake, roughly? About that, yeah. Somewhere around there. A little yeah. town of 60-something thousand, I'm assuming, maybe 80 there's yeah, a university there
2: I, I feel like that's a good It's a park. small
0: university
1: yeah yeah it's not too but bad yeah yeah
2: so snow snow college is right outside of that right yeah outside of cedar city so
1: yeah i mean you know that's where it was it was out there so this was a fourth annual so before they had it in a park evidently which you know we did not know i do remember last year i went to las vegas and i was like gassing up in some maverick or some shit and I saw the poster for it. I missed it by three days, and I said, "Oh, that'd be cool to go to." So when it popped up again this year, of course I was excited. Um, you know, I go. I'm talking to Finn. Finn, you had a link that was uh, sent from front friend of yours as well, along with me talking about. it. It's like, hey, you know. And mm-hmm. then you jumped on board, and you brought Josh on board. We all decided we were going to go to the go to this thing. They moved it this year to a campground, and and I, I guess we can start there. Let's start with the campground. Okay, is that fair?
0: Yeah, um, I want to start by saying I had a fucking blast. So mm. any anything that comes out as like derogatory or negative, I just really like to complain. So that's just my personality. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit cynical. So and and I think when things go hilariously awry, that's just my bread and butter as far as comedy goes. So just want everyone listening to know that it comes from a place of love i had a great time like and it probably wouldn't have been as good a time if it hadn't have been so wild
2: yeah I, I i definitely second that like the only way it could have been better in terms of organization or whatever if it was just like perfectly 100 percent organized oh yeah great Ball's but if there on. was if there was anywhere middle ground like yeah. It would not have been...
0: If it had only been yeah. a little bit better, it would have totally sucked. Yeah. But because it was yeah. an unmitigated disaster, it was so amazing. It, I will say that that fucking blows my mind. I'm with you guys completely.
1: It, but some of it was, as amazing as it was, human error after human error after human And then you throw the weather into it. Yeah. And then it was just this fucking pot of... Uh, I, I, I can't even really explain it. I But the things that occurred which we're going to briefly talk about, I don't think would have happened anywhere else. I mean,
2: ever before we got there, you're, I mean, it was what, two, three days before we got there. They actually put a a schedule on the, on on the website. And like, Oh, okay, finally they're putting the speakers and the schedule. And before I got there, I'm like, dang, from 9. AM to 11. PM. Almost midnight on some nights. Oh yeah, nights. Um, yeah. Like, like, I'm like they have things going right, right. The whole time, I I, I, told yeah. st- I told Josh, I was like, "When are we gonna get drunk?" There's too much to do. <laughs> That's why I was. Yeah, I was on. like, I was I'm gonna have to take a break.
0: I was almost overwhelmed. I was like, I'm gonna have to pick things not to do to just to like be able to have fun, relaxing, and camping because yeah, this is like a vacation for me, and the first one that I've sure. been on in a while. So it was right. like, I wanted to get that relaxation in, but. Yeah,
2: More relaxation (laughs) than bargain for, my friend.
0: And I will not complain about that ever.
1: (laughs) A lot of sitting around during the day going, what are they doing now? Nothing. What are they doing now? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) What are they doing now? So So, anyway, that was kind of the the theme of the weekend. Although, knowing that it's a UFO festival, something we talked about earlier before we started this was, you know, obviously you're going to have different. So they had speakers. And um, we're going to get into some some of the speakers. Most of them were really, really good. There were a couple, I feel, that were kind of maybe off-kelter a little bit, but I think most of them kind of hit the mark. Yeah.
2: And I I think that's what you uh, have to come to expect with speakers. Uh, mm-hmm. Any type of paranormal, UFO, oh, yeah. fringe topic uh, event mm-hmm. is you're going to have some people that are trying to be grounded, and then you're going to have some people off in Looney Tunes that are just going yes. off. Yes. <clears throat>
0: yeah. And uh, we should probably also note that it was a free event. Done mostly through volunteer work so whenever True. you have something like that like they're definitely gonna be some hiccups just because if you're not paying people to do something and people aren't paying to come to the event it just kind of they don't give means a shit. less they'll just yeah, invite their
1: entire family to drive four-wheelers the whole time don't forget okay. the dirt bikes
0: i don't want remind me to
1: fucking break that up because that's my that's my rant ray, folks uh, that blew my mind so that was the first thing when i actually got the tickets it was that uh, it's free Okay, yeah. Even though the donation. So we donated.
2: We all donated. Yeah. yeah. I donated yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah, right?
1: same. Yeah. yeah, we were 40. I two of us. I was like, okay, we'll do 40. You know, we'll do this. Mm-hmm. But, but it was, again, it was free, and, and that's what was really cool. So this was kind of a state-run campground. It was a weird setup. Right. And they have a little pavilion down below that's covered, and they got electricity. It's a big, long shed, I guess, of sorts, open, um, restrooms. And then you drive up to the campsites where we were at, and they got these individual campsites uh Finn and Josh got there earlier on a Thursday.
2: Well, because on the uh, website it was advertised Thursday, June thirteenth right. to uh-huh. Sunday, June whatever that date.
0: Is right. Yeah. It was like um, set up the camp in the festival like five thirty on Thursday, so we wanted to get there early enough to get a good spot because we thought it was going to be super crowded.
1: And so, they advertised that. Yeah. I mean
2: that was advertised on everything. I right. saw was yep. Thursday, June 13th. Yeah,
0: share campsites get in where you fit in. That's okay. So yeah. that's a whole so th- please share
1: campsites. That's what they talked about, it, right? It, I
2: mean it said there are black and white share camp share campsites because it's a there's limited space and mm-hmm. everyone is do
0: yeah, to have to share. not look yeah. for the tag reserving the green room. Anyway, I'm jumping ahead.
2: (laughs) Hold your your horses, pal.
0: (laughs) So I was going to say that was
1: uh, fucking problem number one. So we rolled in around 80 at night um, after we got off work and we got up there. And um, and Finn met me by the car. (laughs) And what was the problem on this?
2: Let's start from the beginning of (laughs) we got there. No signs. You know, you figured there'd be Utah UFO Fest signs or kooks this way.
0: Yeah. Right. Or yeah, and we're doing even someone stuff. like checking for the Eventbrite tickets that we got when we signed up for this yeah, whole I thing. Thought le- yeah. Yeah, I thought
1: that were fucking worthless. Yeah. Nobody checked nothing. I Just thought at taking least up they space in to my to Scan Apple the wallet. QVC
2: code or whatever that right? is. Like we, Stoll and I get there. Josh and I get there. Josh and Stoll are the same. So if I yeah, that's inter- If I interchange those things, that's the same person. We get there and there's a guy setting up a thing. He clearly works there. I'm like, hey, I'm here for the UFO festival. Um and there's like literally no one there. What's going on? He's like, Yeah, that's not till tomorrow. And I'm like Problem oh. one. <laughs> oh, I'm like I'm like, Well on the website it it says today. He's like, where does it say that? I'm like, Well on on their website and he's like, But you guys can camp, you're more than welcome to camp if you want.
0: Yeah, cool. That you won't charge me to camp at this free event <laughs> that, <laughs> that apparently doesn't start when advertised.
2: <laughs> so anyway, we keep driving around trying to find a good spot. We find a spot and there is a a four-wheeler in the yeah middle just of the camp a spot.
0: random four-wheeler parked right where you pull in enough room to park cars and then they were going back into the camping spot there was like a like a park pavilion with a little like uh table underneath it that had benches on on all four sides and a fire pit and then going back there were probably a good seven or eight spaces to set up tents like, at least we did. I don't think we even got all the way to the back of it. No. You know, like yeah. it was a, it was yeah, a yeah. fairly good sized group spot.
2: I mean, but this lady just rolls up on us and she's like, are you with James?
0: We thought we were the very first people there. We were like, who does this like haunted four-wheeler belong to? Yeah.
2: Well, and there was the couple RVs next to it. Right. But they seem to have all their stuff just set up. And I figured that RV was just, or the four-wheeler was somebody that just. Yeah. Just was like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, campsite sprawl, I guess you'd call it.
2: So we set up and this lady rolls up like, are you with James? Like, no, I don't know who James is. She's like, well, this is reserved if you notice this thing hooked up Yeah, a little
0: tag on a little post that's like two feet tall underneath a tree. Which was
2: fucking never posted on
1: the website
0: because it was first come, fucking first serve. It was
2: first come, first serve Yeah, literally the thing was like a two by four card hooked to this like
1: And you mean two inches by four inches, correct? Two not inches by, a, no Yeah, two not, a by not, four not a board. Not a
0: board.
2: Not a board, not two feet by four feet. Like, it was two inches by four. Thank you. That's a good mm-hmm. clarification. I think somebody listening to this would be like, how the fuck Wait, did you not see you a two-foot <laughs> two by four-foot sign?
0: I know you can probably hear our Utah accents. Trust me, we're not dumb. <laughs> right. We just sound like it.
2: <laughs> She's like, tell us we can't go there. We need to fill out a form for all these for a campsite, and I'm like, oh, I, I thought I read. Maybe I was mistaken. I thought it was first come first serve. So we're up. We go to the very entrance of the camp, to where you do need to fill those out if it's not a free UFO event and the whole thing's been paid for. And then all of a sudden she rolls up like, oh, my husband is making me seem like such an asshole. Please camp there. And at that point I'm like, oh, Jesus at Christ! At that point I'm like, I don't. I don't want to. to camp there
0: but then <laughs> yeah she, i would like, happily find another spot to not happily. have to deal with this all weekend
2: all we did was set up a tent like i can easily take that yeah. anywhere yeah, i yeah, need yeah, yeah.
0: yeah we were talking about not even taking it down just throwing <laughs> it in the back of the truck <laughs> yeah because <laughs> like
2: literally no one was there she guilted us staying. saying well yeah. please, stay. please, please, stay please which stay which was
0: very nice of her like i don't want to make her out to be a total villain Yet. But she drives a four wheeler while I'm trying to, oh, there's to more that Houlton. fucking bullshit. Oh, but, God. like, it, you know, it was kind of one of those things where we we're like, hey, it's really not a big deal. We don't want to encroach on anybody. Like, yeah. And she was like, you guys are here for the event. you're We're going to see each other all weekend. We don't want it to be awkward. And I was like, well,
1: bitch, you, you already fucking made it kind of awkward. How it gets awkward. <laughs> the most awkward. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. Uh,
1: well, you know, and come to find out, I found out when we rolled in. That that was a campsite that the band was staying at. Oh, yeah.
2: We uh, encroached on the green room, apparently. We Mm. did, evidently.
1: Yeah, So the Midnight Rebel, I believe. Mm -hmm. Midnight Rebel. Rock and roll!
2: Rock Rock and roll! Yes.
1: Great guys. They've been around for a long time and I'll end that there but it was fun it wasn't the end of the world but it was one of those things where hey this is okay so we set up our tent and we did our thing Um, obviously Thursday night the event did not start yet but not according to the website nothing happened nothing we saw Neptune I think three stars around it cool we're doing the fire you know the skywatch thing which was awesome Um, Friday was a big thing because we were looking at the schedule going oh my god Friday there's all kinds of stuff going on Friday super stoked super woke up did breakfast thank you by the way Did breakfast, did a thing. We got ice. We came back. A one-ish, we walk over the rock, nothing going on. Two-ish, walk over the rock, nothing going on. Four-ish... We kind of
0: hear some mics and I think Midnight Rebel was doing their thing. I think they were doing their line checks.
1: Yeah, but nothing going on. So according to the schedule there was going to be a little bit more, um which is fine because I think mainly a lot of the stuff was going to be done during the no- during evening time. Sure. But there were supposed to be meet and greets and other stuff and witnessed accounts and and
2: vendors. And, and vendors and you know sponsors <laughs> showing up with their tents and this and that and it's like Yeah. I 100% get how things fall behind schedule
1: oh sure, sure. you know every yeah. tour
2: i've ever done in my right. life we have a, a plan of all right we need to leave by seven in the morning
1: i, get I it. mean it just i can't get it it just yeah. happens but i think i caught somewhere on the website that there was they were going to set up like a corks bar for a meet and greet and there's gonna be this and that wine tasting the wine the tasting, tasting there was a dog i still human. waiting for
0: my beer and wine tasting it's still. Somebody, Nate, I think somebody if you can asked, mail that to me, I would appreciate that. <laughs> if you're listening, please
1: put it in a Ziploc envelope that won't leak and bring it my way, <laughs> so we can go there. That never uh, that never really came to fruition, and costume I costume contest costume. Yep. Uh, what, hey, <laughs> they did have one dog and a woman that did it, and the poor dog. I don't know if we want to go to oh, that story. Anyway, so it yeah. was just oh, the boy. theme of it was it just wasn't kicking off. Now, granted, I'll play the devil's advocate here. Um, the two co-founders, and actually, we'll mention them real quick. So, uh, the main founder for what's going on, his name's uh, Nathan Arizona. Um, actually, Nathan Kalashaw. But he was the one that kind of founded what was going on. Really, um, his Yeah, right? His brother um, founded it with him. Uh, and they were both there. And his brother was kind of man in the t-shirt booth and everything. Nathan was doing most of the mic talks. All of them. All tugs. of them. <laughs> so anyway, um, so you know they were the founders again. This is fourth annual. Uh, one thing that they couldn't help was kind of out of their hands. So I'll play devil's advocate. Um, there was an unfortunate circumstance with his brother. Um, his wife got in a wreck uh, really shortly just before what was going on. So I, I get that. It was kind of a bummer. Um, and it
2: was a bad wreck as well. Yeah,
0: yeah it was. It, it was not good. Like people so. are, people in Utah in general if i can take a second to bash my home i fucking hate these drivers God. people here drive like shit and it's even worse when you get out of the city and into the like more rural parts of town like
1: yeah i drove tax in japan for two years nothing compares to drivers in this state just saying you know you guys heard that before well
0: from me. now we're but. even more internationally well known for being terrible drivers joe Ingles, best small forward in the nba uh, is oh. from Australia and says that the only things he hates about living in Utah is the coffee sucks and the drivers are terrible.
1: <laughs> That's fucking crazy. He's not wrong.
0: <laughs> He's not no. wrong, which is
1: sad, but it is what it is. But so, you know, those are the two co-founders and the founder that was running it. And, uh, yeah, Nathan was on the mic. He was trying to fill time, I guess. You know? He was. Mm-hmm. He was. Yep, he was, he was trying come. to
2: make do with a bad situation. Yeah,
1: and it was bad. And then the weather rolled in, and that made it even worse. So Friday night's weather was fucking redonkulous like it was wind and storms and rain and shit blown away and holding down temp poles. they had this mm-hmm. giant projector um blown up inflatable tv thing for the projector it almost blew away like it just was bad weather so i get it but at the same time we got bad weather we got speakers telling you to hey we can come back tomorrow and do this and things kind of continue to kind of go down the Literally rabbit hole his
2: speakers and i will say one thing I'm impressed by the speakers he got.
1: Yeah. Yes. Regardless, and we're going to get into that. Yeah.
2: Regardless if I if I like them or not, I was impressed by the speakers right. he got. Right. But these speakers are telling him, well, we can just do this tomorrow. Yeah. You know, call it a crapshoot tonight. It's late. Like, it was already 10 o'clock.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep. and exactly. nothing had
2: happened all day. We'd been right. waiting around all day, and it was like, you know what? Let's call this a wash. You don't even have a screen for your movie. You're mm-hmm. trying to safety pin sheets together. Oh, I, I, like it's God. just not. It's just not working tonight. Yeah. So, like,
1: so yes, he was there to do it. Yes, he's got his heart and ambition into it. I just wish it would have been. Hey, we can reconfigure this and make a better right. situation the next day.
0: And to that be to be fair to him, I I feel like he probably isn't real comfortable with public speaking i'm not like sure so i i think he held it together pretty well for that but i think that and the pressure of watching things unravel is kind of why he had such a hard time saying like yeah cool we'll just do it tomorrow you know because yeah okay i'm not gonna jump ahead i'll wait until tomorrow to talk about this but like (laughs) it's all ambition yeah like like it was probably a little bit of embarrassment and a little bit of like no, sure. maybe. and I mean it you does, does know, suck when
2: things don't go your way. It doesn't go. Yeah. But already, if we're going against his uh, website and the schedule on the website, already his schedule is obliterated.
0: Yeah, that's a huge downside. It's not data.
2: just because you don't yes. get the screen up. Your schedule is just
0: already yeah. starting a day yeah. and a half late. Right.
1: That was. Kind of the synopsis in the beginning, and I agree with that. And again, with all you know, everything aside, you know, if I was in that situation, would I have handled different. I maybe I would have, but I don't know if a normal person would, because it it is very hard. You're in a new environment. You're in a new place. Things aren't going right. Uh, you know things happen, so that might sure. be it. But you, Finn, talked about the speakers. Um, <clears throat> we're going to kind of get into the speakers. One of the ones was Travis Walton. We're going to save him to the end of the episode a little bit um, because he, in my eyes, and I think you guys kind of agree a little bit, um, kind of a of a superstar of sorts, I guess, in the UFO world of what he went I mean, through.
2: It, it doesn't get much bigger than Travis. Yeah, he's, no, it doesn't. He's a pretty big deal, like
1: yeah. And I think they're good. So we're going to jump good. into them here um, shortly. One of the speakers that uh, that spoke, and I, we got a quick little clip that we're going to put out there, um, was Erica Lukes. Um, Erica Lukes, actually, kind of an amazing individual. Um, she was the state director of MUFON for a while. And uh, we're going to play a quick clip of her doing her speech. And then we're going to come back after that clip. We're going to do some um, discussion on that Um uh, on that speech because it was interesting and it kind of opened my eyes. So stand by.
3: Um, when I started as the state director for New Fun Utah, I knew that I needed to get all of the research for Utah back here. And so I reached out to every avenue that I could and I honestly, it has been a very difficult thing to do. I found an Elaine passed away, unfortunately she died from cancer. By herself. Um, She died trying and she tried to reform MUFON. She was pushed out of the organization and her story, uh, she was when she was pushed out of the organization, she really cared about it. She had been researching each individual in MUFON and according to the person that came in after she died to take her files from her even though they belonged here, she had enough information on MUFON that they could have taken the organization down. And I can't believe I'm saying this in public, but I am, because this is important and this is our history and it's been robbed from us. Um, so I began trying to find out uh, everything I could, trying to get her information back. Four days before Elaine Mendelis died, um, her the person that she was mentoring, intriguing went down and found her and, and spoke with her. She, he went in there and, and Elaine looked at him and said, you've got to get my files out of here. I want you to take them, get them out of here because they're going to fall into the wrong hands. And unfortunately, they get really emotional about this case. it's really a, a sad thing for all of us. Um, he was such a kind and he is such a kind human being that he wouldn't take the files. And so he um, came back to Salt Lake with his family and she passed away. And unfortunately, he heard about it um, from her brother, but there was a woman that came in from Oklahoma and took all of her files to Oklahoma. And this woman uh, put some of the files in storage, wouldn't release a lot of them, and had some of them on the internet. Her name is Marilyn Carlson and unfortunately when I was MUFON state director I reached out to her because we had some cases here that honestly were really important cases, are really important cases, the American Airlines case um, which I will talk about and a mass sighting in 2014 which most people haven't heard about and And because of, I believe, people suppressing information, um, we won't hear about that. But needless to say, I reached out to this woman, and she would not give us information, even though I felt it was keeping all of us safe, that we're working here in Utah.
1: So Erica Lukes, um, number one, I I thought her presentation was really good. I thought it was good. Uh, I I respect the fact that she was ex-Mufon. Because I'm a MUFON, prime MUFON card-carrying member, um, you know, I kind of toyed with idea being a field investigator, but eh, I don't know, you know, kind of on the fence with that. Uh, I think you are too, right, friend.
2: I'm a member of MUFON. I haven't done much with it. Fucking nerds. I <laughs> I signed up for it just to get just a to, card. Just, well, yeah, kind of get one of those sweet cards and kind of <laughs> see what I could find out with like a membership on their website. And that's what I did. Yeah. Their website was made in
0: 1984.
2: That's not an actual number. And it has
0: not been updated?
2: Yeah, it, like it looks like you're going back into time, actually. You're
0: on the Wayback Machine. When it, you it's it's just
1: after DOS, I think, oh, no. out. It is.
0: But it they is. get a lot of archive
1: stuff, which is kind of yeah. cool. So I was impressed with her. Um, one thing that I – and I'm going to let you kind of speak to this a little bit, Finn, of the clip we just listened to in regards to the files – and where that sets thoughts.
2: Well, I know the fact that while she was working for MUFON, Jan Harzan, how she talks about Mm -hmm. took those and buried them and kept them for himself and didn't release those to the public. I think that was one of the main contributors of her getting out of MUFON and kind of starting her own, her own organization um,
1: she almost cried. She like when she was talking about the she, previous. Uh, so she was. Um, she, she was actually the, the Utah State Director of, of MUFON, and uh, this person that had the files really hit close to home. I
0: think for her. Yeah, yeah and and uh, all skepticism aside, I think that's like a a really that would be emotional for anyone. I think you know.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, she takes it very seriously. To work so much on getting these files released and getting a hold of these files, just to have the director of Mufon put those to silence, to put those in their archives wherever, and not give it to right. anybody. I mean, what's right. what's the what's the point of Mufon? See that? If thank If you're just you. going to bury something. Thank you. That's
1: like, my fucking thing.
2: You're literally going against what I feel organization is about shouldn't yeah that's it, like it's found shouldn't it in it be principle about, right shouldn't to try be and get about, information out
3: yeah.
0: there and disclosure and shit like that right? yeah shouldn't yeah.
2: It be about disclosure and information i mean yeah to me that's why move on exists. exists and that's the reason why erica luke's left because she has a lot of conviction for this she's not taking this phenomenon as a joke She takes it very seriously. She takes it to heart. And and she believes in disclosure and she believes in transparency. And when Mm -hmm. the head of her organization is trying to be secretive and lock things down, like...
1: Boy, could you imagine being in that situation? That's Like, that's the most disgruntling thing, especially... This isn't like your job. This is something that you do above and beyond and you fold yourself into Mm -hmm. because you have the ambition for it. You have the passion for it. And And you also,
2: you also don't get any money for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you were doing, you Mm were
2: doing this purely on passion and the love for it and the interest for it. Right.
1: You sent her, um, I think you got her email and stuff, right? Because you have a couple videos that you had that I've seen them and I'm like, I don't know what that, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I mean, so Um, we'll see what, what. Construes from that.
2: Yeah, I ended up talking to her, kind of chatting to her, and then I was, I, I, I was telling her my gripes with Mufon. Like, yeah, there's, there isn't an exact state director. The director of Mufon lives on the east coast.
1: We both ran into that. The director for
2: Utah is on the east. He's coast. in
1: Florida. Yeah. He, he's not. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I don't know. Like, and I was telling her, like, yeah, I really want to get some meetups here. You know, I did not find know that. These find these organizations or find these people that i can sit there and talk with and bullshit about because you know that's initially why i joined mufon so i can figure that out and
0: so like i watch hangar one like i know that they they're always talking about state directors and area directors and stuff and like uh, i always thought the state director was someone from that area so lived in that area so
1: yeah this is a thing so finn and i both ran into this because i i didn't think when did you join mufon was it this year I mean, or last year? Almost a year exactly. Me too. Exact same fucking thing. I just said, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I'm going to join. First thing I did was I got a line, you know, you can be a field investigator and these other things of sorts. <clears throat> and I reached out to the director of Utah to say, hey, could you loop me in on events or lead me in the right way with field investigating and where we're at, which I think you did the exact same thing. And the guy emails back and says, well, I'm in Florida. So
0: wouldn't know, buddy. <laughs> I
1: had no well, clue. The way we even found out
2: the UFO direct, state UFO director of Utah lived in Florida. I for some reason I had New Jersey in my mind, east coast regardless. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, close to here. Is I mean, a few friends of mine went on the camping trip and we ended up catching a f- oh, bunch of things on okay. film. And yeah, so yeah. we tried to make a report to MUFON, realized that if you want to make a report to move on, it is the most technical,
1: long <laughs> process ever. Yeah, and
2: literally, we ended up not making a report to move on because I guess laziness and also just like, well, I'm not gonna fill that whole damn thing out. And also, there were so many like irrelevant questions as to what we were reporting.
0: The correct which, answer to those is N A. Yeah,
2: I haven't filled out a job application in like 14
0: years. So no, when you were so you're gonna have to bear with me, Josh. Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) When you got back from that trip though, and you were telling me about filling out the MUFON report, I thought that was super cool. And also, when you were telling me how like detailed it was, I thought that was super cool because I thought they were in the good work of like separating the uh, right. That was my question. The chaff from the wheat, you know? Sure.
1: Yeah, so if you're going to fill this out, you're you're going to take your time. You really, really, truly saw something. You're going to take your time, and that's why this field or whatever you need fill out is like that. Or they just make it hard because somebody designed it wrong. I, I really don't know what the you know, 50-50 shot, I guess.
2: I think it turned into more laziness on our part.
1: No, no, but so, I
2: I sent them to Erica Luke's actually.
1: Yeah, I sent which the videos cool.
2: I had. Cool. Um, I also sent them to Scott Brown, which he I found out about him from the book American Cosmic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so I was like, you know, take a shot in the dark and send them. To that's, him. But that's what I do. I feel it like happens. Erica. I getting back to Erica Luke's, I feel like she's very credible. Right. And um, I feel like she's got a real passion for it. She also does a radio show called
1: UFO Classified. Yep. Thanks for promoting that. Yeah. Well, we talked about this during the camp out. We talked about this today during the podcast. There's always two sides of every story. When you are in something like the paranormal or UFOs or something that is not really a not that it's not credible, but it is not a proven thing. You always have this other. And so I always play the devil's advocate and I guess have that red flag up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, hey, what about this? Did anybody else come across with that? Or
0: Yeah, like, I thought she was totally credible. I really enjoyed her uh, presentation on the night of the big storm. So, Friday night. Um, <laughs> when we never said how they finally adapted and overcame, but they yeah, turned a really poster finished, around.
2: We never really finished that story. <laughs> they
0: turned a poster around and used the blank white backside to project uh, everyone's Uh, presentation on and Greg Bishop and Eric Luke spoke and they were both great. And it was awesome because it was really intimate. There were probably like 20 people jammed into that little pavilion.
1: And and to reiterate poster, by the way, um, what we talked about earlier, this was a two foot by four foot poster.
0: Yeah. That they projected on. (laughs) (laughs) So in that case, yes, feet, not inches. I thought they were both really credible. And then uh, Saturday morning or early afternoon, there was a panel and during the panel, um, John asked he, what Erica thought the motivations for uh, Mufon hiding those files and burying those files was. And the first thing that Erica said was uh, that it was Jan trying to undermine her. Ooh. And to me, that just sounds like a disgruntled former employee who. It just sounds like a disgruntled former employee. And that kind of like. I, I made can me see that. See everything in a different light. Like, it didn't make me doubt any of her research whatsoever sure, or anything sure. like that, but it just kind of made me go, That's a, It just sounded weird. I, I can see me. that side. You I know? can
1: totally see that side because it, it does, it, it comes off like that. I yeah, mean, that's fair. That's like, very fair. like,
0: it was the first thing she said, not like right. this, that, and the other thing. And then also, I think maybe someone was trying to push me out. Right. You know, right. like it was like right. straight to the I'm salty about this specifically, which, rightly so, if that's the case. You know? Right. And I, I, Spiteful. I,
2: me being, uh, I don't know, the opposite of Devil's Advocate, I feel like she probably has something to be salty with. For sure. Because I've heard so many different things about the MUFON organization and. See and I've
1: heard this as of late. Like like Chris Cogswell
2: that runs the Mad Scientist podcast, he became well I don't know, don't quote me on this, like uh, he became super involved with MUFON. Mm -hmm. And then I think less than six months later he was gone. And I I I heard I listened to a podcast before and after he joined. Yeah. And he had hope, and then he left, and then he didn't have hope.
1: Different scenario. I so, actually DM and, he, and he's and, a, and he's a
2: brilliant man. PhD. Yeah. yeah. I think Erica Luke's is definitely salty, but I think it's salty for a reason. Yeah, I, Not I do Not just think... because Jan Harzan is like, you know, farted and she could smell it downwind.
0: Right. No, I agree. Like, <laughs> right. I'm sure she's got reasons for the way she feels. Like, being pushed out alone, if that's how she feels she was treated, that alone is good enough reason for that. But also if, like, the organization that she was dedicating her time and her uh, her pursuits to oh yeah i mean she's she's
2: crying talking about these these files being taken from her and then buried
0: yeah and like can you blame what if you do
2: this much research go to oklahoma get all this
1: stuff
0: and then all of a sudden it's just like (sighs) that on top Uh, of maybe feeling like you were being pushed out would definitely make me bitter but yeah, yeah, fair. It, but I can see your viewpoint, all. though. That's
1: all. I see that viewpoint. So Greg Bishop was another uh, another speaker, <laughs> and he actually had three books on um, Project Beta. Uh, Wake up down there, right? I think came out after that, and he actually has a radio show, seventeen years running, Radio Mysterious, though, which um, is still around. So he spoke, and it was really kind of cool. You know, it was a lot of the, I guess, history of what's going on if you kind of go back forward on on what it is it was kind of neat some of his i guess his discoveries set things that he has pieced together mm-hmm. um he was interesting i thought yeah
0: from what i understand project beta is about like actually the ufo culture mm-hmm. and kind of what we witnessed this weekend um and uh it's definitely on my reading list
1: yeah no mine too i i think i picked up probably two different books that i'm going to jump into after being part of this so not only that but um one of the ones that capped off and uh he was actually right after travis walton which we'll speak about but ryan burns but he was in direct contact with nate and how everything is working he is a researcher and he has a lot of time into the skinwalker ranch um, for those of you who've listened to the podcast for a while you'll find that the skinwalker ranch up in the Utah basin in utah is just you know and maybe it's just me for being like excited like a schoolgirl. that fucking place is weird i mean it just it feels weird it had you camped out there before and i think i'd like to make we talked about doing a camping trip back out there yeah. I, know, I
2: know i know exactly how to get to the front to gates get where you of need to Skinwalker. yeah
1: yeah yeah and we've been after the front <laughs> gates and, and i'll tell you it's one of those it's so quiet it's deafening I, I don't. For those of you who think that makes sense, it just is a weird. It it, it just it's just a weird thing. Um, Ryan Burns did a very good job on that. So he covered even before they had the gate. He had mm-hmm. pictures way before they had uh, the wrought iron fence, the cement blocks where he could get in there and see. He had some other videos that he's covered. He's been doing. I think he's said for twelve years roughly. Um, very good speaker. One of the main ones that. I know i was excited for out of all the speakers that went was travis walton travis walton was fucking fantastic yes um we're gonna play a clip of him real quick and and then we're gonna banter back and forth and and i can't play the whole i would love to play the whole scenario in another podcast and his whole hour-long spiel the problem is we had motorcycles in the background,
3: uh,
0: which we will
1: discuss, <clears> however. <throat> <laughs> but he would. It was burr, 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 burr. Oh, God. Oh, it was, my Lord. Yeah, Jesus. Accurate oh, representation oh, sorry,
0: of the audio <laughs> of Scott. Of
1: <laughs> sorry. Did I, oh. did I interrupt you there, <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah a, oh, I'm sorry. What? Uh, yeah. Hang yeah, on. Let really me go grab the side beside. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, shook his hand, took a picture with him. Uh, amazing individual. Hopefully, you're going to have him on the podcast. Uh, later, uh, where it's going to be cleaner audio, but just an amazing man. And um, here's a little clip of him, and then we'll be back.
4: My view when I, when I approached it was it was really very awe inspiring. It, it um, had a sort of an ethereal kind of a glow, an eerie sort of a light that wasn't terribly bright, you could look straight at it, but it was also very shiny polished was like smooth as glass but kind of metallic and you know it's really hard to describe something so strange and you know I think uh, the artist here did a pretty good job of showing how something can be glowing and giving off light at the same time it's shiny enough to reflect the surroundings it's kind of like when you're watching television and you know the windows open the, the image on the television is is light coming to you by itself. At the same time, if the window's open, whatever image is reflecting off the screen was there at the same time. So it was kind of like that, and uh, it was was so incredibly perfect looking, you know. Like that, it's just, you know, how else do you describe it? It was. Uh, um, all the rest of the guys described the same thing. When they, each of them, you know, were interviewed by various deputies and whatnot, we got a, a hold of the sheriff's file later. And the description of this blast of energy that hit me um, varied a little bit, but you know, it was just their own interpretation. Um, one of them described the energy as looking a lot like a um, foot wide. Blue, blue-green beam of some kind, um, like like a laser beam of some sort. Um, but another uh, said it was. It seemed like like it was a um, long blue flame, is what he told me that Um and Steve said it was the brightest thing he'd ever seen in his life. That was a, a quote I gotten from him, and. Uh, the one that described it as being similar to a bolt of lightning um, later became a part of me trying to figure out what what happened here, what was this? It doesn't make sense that these beings would see me as a threat. I'm just a man on foot on the ground, you know. It's real easy for them to just take off. It you was know, Steve, and maybe one or two of the others thought. it was some kind of a plan to take one of us or me in particular but over time I come up with a theory about what they might have been doing there in the first place It, it didn't make any sense so you know basically that was lost time in another sense you know so I think we're about out of time oh yeah one more question somebody Travis yeah
1: Uh, So with your experience and your encounter, what continues to kind of drive your ambition and and everything for you to share these stories with everybody?
4: Well, you know, I I tried to run away from it. I tried to just uh, hide from the media. That wasn't working because they immediately speculated that I had something to hide. So I started doing interviews, and they said, oh, he's a publicity seeker. So you can't win, you know. But... uh, I felt obligated to, you know, at least refute the kinds of accusations that were so demeaning to the crew and myself, and, and and they were easily refuted because there was plenty of evidence to the contrary. These these skeptical theories that were thrown at us were just, uh, you know, desperate sort of uh, unsupported things, but people would glom onto them and use them to try to excuse why they didn't want to accept it, but uh, I, 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 I came to see it as a personal mission to uh, make people aware a uh, very simple basic idea these things it's real this this is real this phenomenon is real and um, sure there's a lot of nonsense and uh, you know there's strange uh, claims out there but um, I'd, I'd really like to do something you know, on the order of trying to um, elevate the um, pursuit of knowledge and understanding of this phenomena to uh, seriously bring forth. You know, how do we know what are the good cases and aren't? Uh, obviously, you know, my favorite quote from uh, the late Dan- uh, Stanton Friedman was, "Some UFOs are alien spacecraft, and some aren't." So, you know, obviously nobody is gonna say every UFO report in the world is an alien craft, and, and so um, by what criteria are we gonna make those kinds of decisions and uh, filter and sort out um, the kind of stuff that will bring the world to understand that this is a real phenomenon without having uh, some silly or, you know, rather bizarre claims sort of discredit our effort to make the world understand that this is real and we're out of time but thanks for listening thank you very much so travis
1: walton um obviously that was just a clip for those of you who don't know we talked a little bit before he is literally uh i guess a superstar of the ufo phenomena. like it's amazing what that man i have the utmost respect for him uh some people don't believe it but i really I don't know, you know, why put yourself out there like that if you really don't feel you've experienced that. I think that's my first problem with people that deny it. Just a, an amazing, amazing guy. Had a chance to talk to him, shook his hand, took a picture with him. Um, it, he he just loved talking to people. He was there the night before, uh, but didn't actually have a chance to speak. And I will say he was the most well dressed individual. Uh, oh yeah, everybody that was at the at the thing.
0: I mean, he's lucky he's old and lives in Arizona, so. He can come to 85-degree Cedar City in a coat and tie and not (laughs) die.
1: Yeah, a suit and tie. He would just wander around like that. Um, The one thing that was disappointing, and we will address it because I thought it was very disrespectful, and I think other people do too. The reason we didn't play more on this is because of the motorcycles that were at the said campsite.
2: That were involved with one of the... Founders of it.
0: Yeah, it was one of the founders. It's not a bunch of assholes just coming. To, right, it's not you and I and coming to and
2: stuff. this yeah. and just riding motorcycles yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's
1: and I don't want to make this a rant and rave, but at the same time, to, that that was the epitome. So I, I talked to you, Josh. I was like sure. okay, dusk. You know they're they're gonna they're, they're not supposed to be driving around. Maybe that's yeah. The I rule. thought them's was the rules. Them's Apparently aren't not. the rules, evidently, because they were still out there. Well, and, they don't
2: know what respect is
0: yeah um they so don't. if we're I gonna came from
2: a navy military background i know i sure do know what respect
0: is uh, my dad you used should. to well he never actually beat me but i got threatened a lot like you guys uh sometimes familiar with your own thin is. ice uh cruising for a bruising i heard those a lot when i was a kid but uh one thing my dad definitely taught me was respect and like uh i would have been sitting in the car yeah in the parking oh, yeah. lot yeah, had that been no.
1: Just to set this up for the listeners, it, it, literally there. There's a pavilion, and there's a um, the room that we talked about earlier, big open, it's covered. It's got a roof. It's got electricity. They have the big projector, blow up screen. Um, outside of that, Travis Walton, along with uh, Ryan Burns, after him, was they had a podium and everything set up, and uh, he spoke. There was literally a road right next to where it comes by, back and forth. Back and forth. So it, back and
0: forth. It's not like so if you go up in the Uinta's and in bigger campgrounds and big bigger camping areas, there are designated trails for off road vehicles where you can go and just have a blast with your dirt bikes and your and your uh, ATVs and whatnot. This was not that. This was just the road that went from the main road through the campground that all the camp right. all Tidy the campgrounds the were off of. It wasn't a trail and it seemed like one side of the family was on one side and the other was on the other, and they just kept driving back and forth in this mm-hmm. loop for no reason. It's not like they were running errands or like bringing things from one campsite to the other, just all day, nonstop, back and forth. All day and, starting at six in the morning. And that really yes, pissed that me. That was off. Irritating. But I do understand, like, you know, I understand that's fun. Like, the roads were hilly and like little kids with dirt bikes and four wheelers and stuff But there I were other
1: it. roads that they could have been on or they could have had respect and shut it down
0: right after writing
1: all
2: day because their family is putting on this right right
0: and so like i get that so i get the kids probably aren't into the ufos and the paranormal and all that stuff like but since it's their parents thing you would think they would tell the kids to stop yeah
1: yeah yeah i kind of got the same i got the same feeling uh I kind of felt bad for Travis Walton because, in, in a way, I thought he
0: stopped. He stopped
2: <clears throat> at one point and just kind of he did yeah. let the motorcycles go by and right. like he was in the middle of something and he just stopped.
0: It's mm-hmm. it's and like,
2: then let it go by, and then he talked. To but you. he shouldn't have to. He should not have to. That should be right. the parents of those people, of those kids, and and we're saying kids like it was just all a bunch of ten year olds driving by. No,
1: yeah, it
2: was. Thirty year old people. Candy, the girl that told us to leave at the very first day, pulled up with the four wheel. She was leading rah- the back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and like, then there were like a couple of grandmas going around on in the, the side by side.
2: Oh my lord <laughs> <have mercy. laughs> and, and, and they awful. were
0: just they weren't doing anything. They were just riding them, which I get for them this is just a camping trip. But like if we're gonna do plus deltas on this, like, yes, I had a great time. Yes, part of it being such a shit show was what made it a great time but at the same time like the delta there is like hey everybody that came here came for this right so if you're gonna have it be also a camping trip for your family set some ground rules and say hey when people are speaking none of this and it was really unfortunate because he literally was
1: behind the audience watching it happen as they went back and forth
0: yeah, it's mm-hmm. like the one of the few times he wasn't having a conversation with someone into a microphone. Sorry, Nate, I... you seem like a swell guy, but
1: yeah, the
2: the,
0: the disrespect was.
1: Oh, it was mind amazing. Blowing. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It, it really was. But, you know, for each teacher, you know, it is what it is. Um, like so, we're going to kind of wrap this up a little bit, but I, I will reiterate too something Josh said. It was an amazing event. It really was, you know. And I think next year when they have it, um, I think uh, Nate is going to go to Phoenix, but he's still going to have it in Utah. Um, he made a point to kind of say that. Um, there's other interviews I, I did during the trip that will be in other episodes that I'm going to kind of pencil through. The, the uh was there, or the Raylian guy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to have that in another episode, but. Great speakers, uh, great time. You know, I had a, a chance to you know bond with you a little bit and meet you and bond with you. Yeah. I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I mean, I really wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't say that I do something different that weekend. There was a lot out of it, but I, I just, I, I just wish. I guess my thing is in in final respect is it should have represented the f- UFO phenomena a little bit better and a little bit more professional mm-hmm. because anybody that went that maybe they're delving into that for the first time and there were a lot of people there on Saturday especially at the back of my mind I I saw a lot of people kind of show up and then like leave in like 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. and and their viewpoint on what that looks like I just don't think it represents the whole thing very well he's got the passion you know kudos for him for bringing it on but it it just really you're missing some fine points on Having some prestige about it. The passion's
2: there. The mark was missed, though. By far. But I mean, it, knowing what I know now, I would have gone down there and done the exact same thing. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and I would have loved to watch it. And I think a little a side note too. When we went down there um, on Saturday, I don't know where you guys are at. I, I think you're either at campsite or back and forth. But Josephine and I were kind of set up our truck a little bit, and here comes a sheriff asking. If they saw a a silver Chevy Capri come through the campsite twenty minutes ago, because he was in hot pursuit, and so the sheriff and I was like, "Oh, let's add that to oh, the shitstorm." Yeah. Oh, He flew by us
0: when we were on our way to get ice. That's where we. That's what that's yeah. what you guys are saying. We were yeah, going yeah. to get ice, and he came flying oh, down sheriff. the highway. Yeah. Really, you talked uh-huh. to that sheriff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He
1: pulled me oh,
2: aside and that, to the I didn't
0: even
2: know that there uh, was a sheriff just flying by us while we
0: were getting Mm -hmm. nice. I I had a great time and I would not I wouldn't change this experience at all. Like So for all the criticisms we bandied about, once again out of a place of love because it was hilarious and awesome and I wouldn't have changed a thing. This was my first conference or whatever you want to call it and I definitely want to go to more now. Um, And this was a great first experience. So like as much criticism as we've leveled at the The festival itself and maybe directly at nate and rex um i had a wonderful fucking time i would just say like maybe next time do a dry run maybe next time uh make sure you have everything maybe next time don't put a bunch of stuff that's going to happen on the website until you know it's going to happen um i understand that weather at at an outdoor event can cause problems but like you should have contingency plans and you should also not be promising things that you know, aren't going to happen. It felt almost more after, after the fact the schedule on the website felt more like a wishboard than an actual schedule. So that's,
1: that's really what it was 100%. like,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and keep it hopeful, keep it positive. That was great. But like, don't say this is going to happen if you don't have confirmation. <laughs> right right you know no, that, I, would, I'm, yeah. that would be my only thing other than that like it was a beautiful disaster and if it had only been a little bit better it would have totally sucked it would have had to have been perfect mm-hmm. but because it was just nuts it was amazing yeah read you 100 percent. i yeah i mean you could have said it
1: better dude I yeah think. i mean yeah. yeah 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 yeah
2: Exactly what you said. Touche,
1: sir. Yes. <laughs> so, with that being said, we're going to end this episode. Um, hopefully, you guys like that recap. And and there is one that uh, I'm going to try to go to. I don't think you can because you got a trip coming up. But in September, they have another uh, in Phoenix. I think they got a UFO festival going on. Always an interesting topic. And you know what? We're always looking to the sky. Hopefully, we got some campouts going on. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Please uh, follow Strange Uncle's mystrangeuncles.com website. Uh, in fact, I might actually write this up and have it on there, and then uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Strange Uncles, uh, at Twitter. And uh, yeah, thank you guys.
0: Thank you. Much thank appreciate you for having it. me. Yeah, having us.
1: Yeah, and uh, close the gates.
0: Honey, I'm home.
1: Would you
4: come here and look at this? Funny the sky. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Look
3: at you, so cool. The sky's going. The sky's going. The sky's The, sky's
4: the sky's Here it comes planet cat. The Mayan and the the axis ship revealing the second sun. It's time to face yourself and all that you've done and not done. The universe on its way, there's nowhere to run.
3: The sky's falling, the sky's falling, the sky's
4: falling, the sky's falling. Bye bye ship, the Earth and man. together
3: is the force needed to finally break the absolute control that this hidden reptilian race has had over Earth since they won a battle in space thousands of years ago. jump for joy. I'm going to be so happy to see that planet. Does that sound crazy? Does that sound crazy? Does that sound crazy?